Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. We have Adam and Rhiannon and Michael T. Ford the third. It is a full show, so we're going to get going pretty quickly. But we'll just we'll just say, how are you guys doing? How are, is everyone well today? Live. Is that yeah, well. the good answer? I'm doing good. Live. Good. Tired. Yeah. Tired now. You should be. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say off the top of the bat, we're going to have three pieces of news, and the news is all a little bit spoilery. Uh, I don't think it's spoilers, because we don't do spoilers on this show. If I think it's a spoiler, I think it's on the fair side of not a spoiler, but you know, if you're real concerned about it, look at the time codes, but um, we're going to go on and we're going to talk, and the first one is a big story that hit last night. Alfred Molina was asked about Spider-Man No Way Home, and... He was just like, oh, yeah, I'm in it. They're de-aging me. I'm going to look just like I looked in Spider-Man 2. And by the way, it's going to take place mere moments after the end of Spider-Man 2 because I'm going to get sucked into a portal. Like, he just gave away a ton. Are you guys amazed that he shared this? And do you think it was a mistake on his part? I mean... We've talked about the Marvel snipers not getting where they need to go because of the quarantine. And uh, this just is further proof that he is undeterred, undeterred from the red dots. Mm-hmm. But uh, good on yeah. him. Good on him. I liked Adam's take on it mm-hmm. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That was quick. Somebody asked him about Daredevil. Yes. <laughs> or no. Well, I don't know. Adam had all kinds of hilarious takes on Twitter last night. They did not get all of the uh, attention they deserved. But um, why? Yeah, why you guys? I even put like hashtag Save Daredevil, and it was like you and Shelby and yeah. two other Save Daredevil people that followed me. Yeah. I was like falling asleep last night, and I was like, have to give Adam the likes. It's it's insane. Um, that Variety even ran this. Like, how do they not? get impacted in some way by Marvel Studios because, I mean, he, he spoiled massive plot point, unless there was, this was by design and it's all fake, except I, I don't believe that's true. Otherwise, we'll have a whole other mess of um, stuff to go through. But Yeah, I mean, I think they wanted it out there. I mean, I think they don't mind that it's out there as mm. is my take on it i still think some of the aforementioned snipers are on on furlough though like i think some have started coming back but um there's other issues doesn't marvel ask sony to chip in on the spider on the snipers when it's spider-man stuff and we know sony doesn't have as good of snipers i don't think they have any snipers right i'm not even sure if they have pistols or something (laughs) No, yeah. Sony's the one on the street corner going, guys, please give us any attention for our movie. Please. We'll yeah. tell you everything. Come on, come see it. Right. I do think it didn't bother me too much because I don't think there's really that much interesting information. Molina's in it. We all kind of knew that. And they're going to de-age him. I would hope so. Like, that only makes sense. And But how far does that go? Are they going to de-age uh Toby as well, or are you gonna get him even younger than the age that he Probably. was when he was in the movie? I was about to say make him younger than he was in Spider Man. That would be excellent because he was too old then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cheaper to go the Toby route. Probably less work needed. Um, I mean, it circles right back to the the multiverse conversation we had. 
because there was some speculation with Electro being Jamie Foxx being Electro, but the MCU Electro and not Amazing Spider-Man 2 or whatever, which one of those he was in, Electro. Um, I mean, it does seem to confirm that, though. Right, Adam? I mean, I guess that's the biggest thing out of this. It's the Raimi... It's not just Alfred Molina as a Doc Ock. It's as the Raimi Doc Ock. Yes. And once that domino fell, I mean, last time we saw him, he was about to drown to death. So it makes sense that that's the point he gets picked up because when else could he have possibly been picked up? Right. And that's, I mean, he flat out says that in his quote. He says that he picks up right after he died. And he says, John Watts told him, well, in this universe, you know, people don't die or or something like that. You know, so I think it was just a, I don't think he really cares about any paperwork he or his team signed. And I mean, we see it all the time. Uh, Outlets purposely go after these genre actors when they're promoting other projects, because let's sneak in whatever we can sneak in. It just so happens to be that variety. Um, Got, got the golden egg or whatever. Cause if any other outlet even dared run with this type of stuff, um things would happen well another possibility another possibility is this is all something that marvel and sony is going to give away in the first trailer which is all these all your favorite spider-man characters get sucked into portals and end up you know somewhere else and wacky hijinks ensue if that's all being given away in the trailer already then he's not really spoiling much yeah, true. I mean, that's that's going to be the biggest draw for this movie at this point. I mean, that's the the easiest way to two billion dollars, you know, saying, "Hey, look at you, old people. Here's Tobey Maguire, and hey, Gen Z, here's your Tom Holland, and hey, um, you five people who actually think Andrew Garfield <laughs> is your Spider-Man here, you know, he's in this as well. So, I mean, that's going to be well, the I- biggest push. Well, listen, if they open up a portal as Gwen Stacy is, as Emma Stone is falling mm-hmm. to her death and she makes her way into the movie, I'm there twice. You heard it here first. There you go. Imagine, I mean, if Charlie Cox is in this movie, he's going to make it into the trailer. He's got to. You never know. So, Adam, I'm going to ask this question that you probably can't answer, but... It does seem that sometimes the goalposts for Marvel publicity change. Absolutely. That like they want to keep certain things secret. Mm-hmm. Like they have thing A, B, and C that they want to keep secret. And they really push to keep A a secret until it's revealed. And then B gets revealed too. And then they go, oh, screw it. We're all ready to B. We might as well talk about A. Is that fair way to put that yeah i mean i don't think this was orchestrated by any studio i think this was because he is on a different project he's promoting i think um and no one cares about that other project because he spilled the beans on on spider-man so it's funny how that works but i don't think this was necessarily orchestrated absolutely i mean casting we know for a fact casting stuff's orchestrated all the time in the studio the studios let whatever they want out um yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. I, I tweeted about it last night, you know. I mean, you guys know there's bunches of stuff that could could be out there. People simply can't um, share it for um, corporate politic, political reasons, corporate politics, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Some people just can't say what um, 
they have to say. So they have to write about ketchup and Mountain Dew flavors. So, do you have thoughts on this uh, apparent ketchup shortage that apparent that's that's going on? I don't Whoa, use ketchup wait? packets. It, it's There's a ketchup shortage. Yeah, I just wrote it. Read uh, comicbook.com for the latest ketchup shortage news. There's apparent. <laughs> there's apparently a black market of, there is. Uh, of ketchup packets. For I ketchup just packets, threw away yeah. two ketchup packets. Like, oh, they're selling three packets for nine ninety nine on eBay. For real? For real? List them on eBay, and they're they're selling. They're selling. Uh, apparently, there's zero. Yeah, I don't. Whatever. Now, is this any ketchup packets or is it the fancy one? I really like the ones where you can like either squirt or peel the top to dip. That's they the real good stuff. Ketchup packets, Heinz ketchup packets, because the Heinz guy says, hey, we're doing whatever we can to get these ketchup packets out the door. So wow. is what it is. Uh, the Wall Street Journal blamed it on Texas. It's um, largely Texas's fault for the ketchup packet shortage. Because of the like electricity issue a while back, is that what's? No, just because they. Uh, I think Texas, their restaurants are um, open. Open was like zero distancing um, rules or whatever. But at the same time, they <laughs> people want... are just taking baths and ketchup at the. <laughs> yeah, at the, pretty much. They're taking no, the ball but, pins and just there's filling no, them up with ketchup. No distancing regulations or whatnot, but. Um, the only regulation they have is that they can't have like salt and pepper shakers or like ketchup pumps or something. Oh, as we all know, yeah. people lick so ketchup it's... pumps and stuff, so everything's just single serving packets. So they have to. It's Texas's fault, I guess. Wow, everything's packets, and it's crazy. All right, that's amazing. All right, let's go to the next thing, which is some leaks about Miss Marvel. And I'm going to read, uh, I don't know, a website that had some of this stuff. We need to say this has all been rumored. I don't think any of it's been confirmed, but people are kind of putting stuff together. And the thought is that possibly Miss Marvel's powers are either going to be changed or at least added to. I saw one Twitter person that said she's basically going to be Purple Lantern. Like she's going to have the ability to create weapons and stuff out of like purple energy. And there's a few things in the trailer or the, the it's, it was a sizzle reel. Some of the art that was put up and then quickly taken down by people involved in the show um, that just suggests that there's going to be some element of rewriting uh, some of Kamala's background. Uh, guys, how do you feel about the possibility that MCU Kamala would be significantly different than comic Kamala? So... I'm mixed, mixed thoughts, mixed thoughts. Like I, I do think that Kamala's appeal goes beyond her power set. Um, I think that people like her because of her personality and they like her because of her cultural significance. So if they nail her um, characterization, I think that a lot of Kamala fans will be happy. But like most superheroes, they have a distinctive power set and they have things that they're known for, you know, in the art, in the way that we've uh, seen them depicted. And we've seen her depicted in animated form. So she does have a fan base of children who know who Ms. Marvel should be. And if she, if it's, if it's additive and not subtractive, you know, if, if this is an, an additional power, but 
but she still does the embiggening and she still does the stretching and things of that nature, then it's probably not a big deal. But if those get scaled back in any real, to any real degree, that could be problematic just in terms of presenting like the fullest version of the most marketable and most popular aspects of Ms. Marvel. I agree with what Mike is saying. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think people are going to be in this for the character and stuff to start. Um, and as long as she's really interesting and has those power, you know, has, has you know, the power set people are, I, I don't think it's going to matter how she gets the powers and all of that. Uh, Caleb did mention it's a rumor, but you and Mike can both back me up that the second we went off air last week, <laughs> I brought this up. So I think there is some sort, uh, I think it's pretty apparent some sort of tweaking is going on. We heard something completely different from the latest Ford chain leak, I think it was, or something like that. Um, but there's a few going around that after Alfred Molina's little spiel last night that they're, they're looking more and more accurate. And I mean, Endgame, if you go back, Endgame was leaked through 4chan months months ahead. Don't you mean Annihilation, Adam? Yes, yes Avengers Annihilation <laughs> was leaked. You know, other than the name, it was mostly completely accurate. I mean, they had some small things wrong, but um, more accurate than not, more than to believe, you know, they, they knew something, so... Yeah. See me. I it, it ties into the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but through WandaVision, I mean we're getting WandaVision, Falcon, Loki, um, Miss Marvel, and Hawkeye. You know, if you don't like this show, you're going to like this show. And I don't think they'll do anything super drastic. I mean, if they took away embiggening powers or, or took away her inhuman DNA or abilities or whatever you want to call it, um, I think that would be much more room for concern than just adding stuff right i mean you could add whatever as long as she shouts in big in at one point right or is that in like uh miss marvel five because we had to wait 10 years for avengers assemble you know i mean at I'm least with you, a adam. season finale thing yeah i'm with you adam that uh, to me we we need her to like say that like it you know it'd be kind of like having the thing mm-hmm. and no it's clobbering time you know Marvel has sometimes made us wait for those things, but I think Feige is smart enough to know stuff that's the core. And to me, her power is a core to her because when she first gets it, she turns herself into Carol Danvers. And that was kind of striking that like Mm -hmm. Marvel has finally has a, a Pakistani American woman character and she turns herself into a blue eyed, blonde haired white lady at the end. Like what? In that first issue, but it was a really deep message of her feeling like there was this ideal that was 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 awesome that's supposed to be lived up to. And part of her character was learning that just as she can transform her body, she needs to transform her own self-image, that she's awesome and worthy and great just the way she is. And to mm-hmm. me, all of that is so baked into the character that if you're like, oh, no, she's she just makes, you know, she's just X-Men's armor. Like that totally to me changes some of that core ethos of the character. And I can't, I right now very much struggle to believe that Feige would do that. So my construction of what's happening 
is they've just moved. They're shooting in Thailand. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So there's been some elements of these rumors that suggest that maybe this new power comes from her bracelets. I forget what they're called. They're like a traditional um, uh, bracelet that her that from that culture. I'm starting to wonder if she has the embiggening in human powers, but then there will be an episode where she goes back home. I assume they're making Thailand a stand in for Pakistan. I could be wrong. I mean, that's my assumption of what they're doing. Well, there was a rumor that red dagger was going to be in the series, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he's been almost, I don't know if he's been confirmed by a trade, but everybody else is talking about him. Like he is in the show. And he, and he of course is from Pakistan. So, yeah. So the idea that she goes back, home to that to you know sort of her her cultural land and is given a gift that has powers to me that would make total sense and it would make sense why all this is leaking right now is if marvel snipers are having a hard time at alfred molina's house i would imagine they have a much harder time in thailand making sure that nobody is like seeing stuff and taking shots with with cell phone cameras and sharing it so to me that's a construction that i have put together that makes me feel comfortable about the situation even if it's totally just a fiction in my head (laughs) right yeah i mean one thing that i will say is that obviously we're all bouncing around different ways for the for some parts of the rumors to be true and other parts of them to maybe not be true i definitely think it's on the table uh, you know, seriously on the table that they're 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 not even going to mention the word inhuman uh, anywhere in the series and just you know put that way 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 at the back burner. Yeah, it bu- it bums me out, but I think that's possible. There we go. Two weeks in, and we've gotten the Iron Fist admission where we're never getting Iron Fist again, and now Inhumans, man, it's. <laughs> See, I think, I think parts, we're going to get Iron Fist before we get uh, in humans, is what I'm saying. Uh, we'll see. That'd be I think good people are though. less likely to remember the word in humans. Like, I think Iron Fist was out enough for people to have the solid bad taste in their mouth if they're going mm-hmm. to have that bad taste in their mouth. Whereas in humans, like, somehow a lot of people manage not to see it. Hmm. And since yeah. they're like two weeks away from announcing the Daredevil show, Rhiannon can rub that in my face. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Welcome to Marvel News Desk, where only Rhiannon's going to be happy from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> I tag Adam in every good Iron Fist news. Iron Fist, like Once. You've done that once since we've known each other. You've As done she said, that once. Every, every bit of good <laughs> news. The yes, one time true. it happened, she did it. Okay. Valid point. <laughs> all right the only other news thing i wanted to touch on and i don't even know if it's news worth talking about but lots of sites picked it up there's talk that wolverine is going to get an anthology series on disney plus before being introduced in an x-men movie do you buy this at all or was this just a, a slow wednesday <laughs> i definitely think it's a slow news day but it is a plausible story you know of the x-men characters um, Logan does have that, you know, ability to be everywhere, not just be confined into the X-Men mythos. And I think that we, that I think that fans, even those who are confused about whether mutants should be there or when they should show up and all, all those other kind of intricate questions would, would totally tolerate Logan just appearing one day and even appearing in a different time frame. Um, because that's 
kind of part of the character that he has all these w weird memories and all these different time frames that the modern Wolverine doesn't really remember. So it's a, it's a plausible theory. And it, and especially if they're talking about in development, you know, it can be long development as in people just kicking around different ideas for what they're going to do with Wolverine. I think, I think a Wolverine anthology series on Disney plus would be marketable, would be something that people would watch. So I could see people talking about it. And what's really fun is his memories are so jacked that you don't even have to worry about continuity. Like there right. could be things that just straight up disagree episode to episode. And you just go, yeah, because he can't, he can't remember. He's been so you know messed with over the years. I mean, but you guys are talking about us not being able to have an Iron Fist series because people remember stuff or the word in humans because of what people remember. And you think they would have a new Wolverine so soon. Well, or do you think people are Wolverine. still holding out hope that it's not new? <laughs> what? People love Wolverine, though. Yeah. Okay, so you think this would be like the new Spider-Mans? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this th this is, not I don't want to say too plausible, but it is plausible, which makes it smell like <laughs> fan spec or fan theories. Right. You know, because, I mean, look, remember when Disney Plus first launched and we got a, a new show rumor every day? Rocket and Groot and Lady Sif <laughs> and all sorts of we got War Machine. That War Machine one proved accurate. But I mean one show is gonna prove accurate when you say everyone's getting a show, you know. Yeah, I think with a long enough with a long enough time frame, every rumor will every right, right, right. plus rumor will end up maybe yeah, I, maybe Lady Sif is excellent, Loki and Love and Thunder, and she gets a series. You know, maybe Rocket and Groot get a series because James Gunn moves on. Um, it just doesn't feel like I, I understand Wolverine. I mean, Wolverine is one of the biggest superheroes, you know, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, Wolverine. That's probably like the Mount Rushmore superheroes or, or something at least. Um, but it just doesn't kind of breaks Marvel's MO, you know, um, even though he's massive, I don't see them going that route to begin with, I guess. I just don't want Wolverine, Jean Grey, and Cyclops. I keep saying this. I give us someone else, man. Anyone, I'll take anyone. I mean, I think I, you're right, Adam. In that, this is totally what I have pitched on this show as the way they should do Wolverine. And anytime my fan pitch is said to be totally in development, I go, "Huh, that's kind of weird." It's almost <laughs> like somebody wrote this just based mm -hmm. on what an average fan would think. <laughs> So I, I'm with you. It'll be really interesting to see when they go to X-Men though, you know, like there's two ways to handle this. It, there's the guardians of the galaxy route where you pick weird X-Men that have not been seen before that feel super fresh or there's, you know, when they did Avengers, it was like the five or six most common Avengers that they put on the team. And I think we, we have no idea right now, which, how, how that's going to work out, you know? See, I'm more of when when where 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 the mutants are concerned, I'm almost you know in the kitchen sink approach where you just lay them all out there and and then it's mix and, mix and match for for the movies because they don't really need origins, not like our our Avengers do. True. All right. I think that does it for the news. I want to make sure we have plenty of time for Falcon Winter Soldier. Did I miss anything significant this week? Nothing I can think of. Awesome. 
All right, let's talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Rihanna, we have been missing you for a while. And so uh, I'd love for you to start out. How do you feel like Falcon Winter Soldier has been going and how did this episode do for you? So um, I wanted to listen through and see what you guys thought of the last two episodes, but I haven't. Um, But I talked to Adam a little bit about one. Um, So I loved the show in those first two episodes, but then when they brought in Zemo, I feel like it completely messed with the chemistry and messed with the rhythm and... Uh, I, I basically, I wasn't around to talk about the two episodes that I enjoyed least. Um, but this week's episode, I feel like brought it all together. It was lovely. Um, it did so many of the things that I think everybody really wanted from this series. And, um, and the training montage was wonderful. So I'm back on board with really liking the show. I feel like there's a lot of things. I mean, there's just so many little details that are like, but why this and but why this this like this makes no sense like it makes i still don't have any feelings at all about the flag smashers like i feel like you could cut that whole storyline and i wouldn't care um you could put just like a little you know i don't know Uh, you could put anything right there and substitute that plot and just give them an excuse to have fights and give them an excuse to move around the country and it wouldn't matter to me but i would enjoy the sam and bucky story so rhiannon i'll I'll update you real quick our listeners heard this last week Uh, a guy called nando versus movies does a youtube channel Mm -hmm. he has a very fascinating theory that the flag smashers main plot was that there was a global pandemic and they were stealing vaccines to provide oh. vaccines to people who are dying from that pandemic and that it would have rooted them very well and made them more meaningful and it all got cut because it was too real to life. Okay, sure. I, I But in that cut, I mean, they're, they're, they're ruining it. um you know i mean they're they seriously have like ruined that whole aspect of the show they've they've developed this nothing burger for us to just um you know to move things around and that's what i mean i can't wait to see these shows when we finally get one that is as they imagined or you know that is as they planned so that we can see how they really are but right now they're giving us i mean like there's really I, i i mean I mean, and we can move on to the stuff I love, but I mean, last week's episode where it's like they're going to the funeral and they put a timer on it. I mean, that is a classic thing in any sort of storytelling. You put a timer on it. So there's some sort of stakes. So they put this 10 minute timer. You know, Zemo says, if you're not back in 10 minutes, Sam, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to come after Carly or. And then Carly starts the funeral, like you go in and you start the funeral, whereas they could have easily have peppered in the funeral starting and all this. But instead, we're to believe that the whole funeral and everybody talking to Carly after the funeral (laughs) all happened in like seven minutes because Zemo still comes before that 10 minute timer. He he doesn't even give the end of the timers that whole funeral. There's just so many little things like that that take me out of the experience and make it just sort of feel badly put together um and 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 those i mean you know like a couple of those if everything is so good you can overlook like some little stuff like that but i feel like those two episodes had a whole lot of little things like that um whereas this newest episode 
had very little of it and yeah it was it was a good solid episode except for the fact that there's storylines that i just don't care about um but it's all worth it for the sam and bucky like working on the boat um you know the them becoming buddies uh or you know whatever they termed it by the end colleagues (laughs) that have a mutual friend that no longer exists or something um yeah yeah i like all of that there are aspects of the show that i think are very fascinating like i i want a whole deep dive into bucky's feelings towards black women like he (laughs) like like, i want to know i mean this guy was a nazi tool for 70 years and then you know lived in wakanda and you know was definitely flirting at some point with sam's sister like i i want to see that stuff um and then throw in some of the fights that are fun um so that's where i am with falcon winter soldier yeah well, let me ask this question to keep us going. I mean, we've talked with these shows about do they have good endings? Is there too many plot lines to resolve? How do you guys feel after five episodes? Can we land this plane in the sixth one? Or does it feel like there's too much to be resolved? I mean, I... Th- so, so I... The, so the metaphor that I kept coming up with while we were talking about this is the one of there being, you know, too many balls in the air. You know, so right now it feels like they're juggling, you know, you ever see the jugglers that are juggling and, and, and someone else throws a new item. So they're juggling pins, then someone throws, you know, an axe and then they start juggling an axe and then someone throws like a flaming thing and then they start juggling. So, so, they, so they're juggling a whole bunch of different things. But in reality, there are only a few things like the chainsaw that they have to catch, um, but other things can drop and we don't really mind. And that's how kind of how I feel about the show, where they're definitely going to drop some of the things that they're juggling, but I just hope that they drop the the ball as opposed to the chainsaw and and the main chainsaw, which I, it seems like they're going to catch, is that of Sam's journey from Falcon to Captain America. Like that that seems to be perfectly on track. That it seems like the story has caught up with the plot. And we fully advanced our themes and our emotional attachment to, uh, you know, remember a couple episodes ago, I said that Sam felt like a sidekick. That's completely off the table now. Sam is in the lead. He's, he's, he's in control of where the story goes. And we're, and, and we're all ready for that, mo- that first moment of him in the red, white, and blue and, you know, seeing him do work with the shield. So that part, I, I feel supremely confident about. There are a lot of things that we can go go through the bullet points that I feel less confident about. But then we also have the the fact that there are other things that will follow where they can pick up uh, dangling plot lines. Yeah, I feel like as I look at it, I, I'm actually pretty comfortable with where we're at at this point. I felt like a lot of things got dealt with in this episode that were bothering me and now I feel okay with. So I feel like the Bucky Sam relationship has kind of progressed to where it's supposed to progress by the end of the show. And we've got that down. As you said, Sam deciding to take up the cap like mantle, I feel like has, has happened. Uh, Even passing on the wings to um, Torres, I think already has happened and that's in place. If he showed up as Falcon in this last episode, it wouldn't be weird. It would make 
It sense. would make total sense, yeah. I think we could uh, and maybe should get more, but I think Isaiah Bradley stuff is, I think they brought it to where they're going to bring it to for us. And they've told us as much as they're going to of that story, uh, whether Eli, uh, his, his grandson Eli picks it up or not. I think that maybe is still dangling a little bit. So to me, the only like big, and I think Zemo's done too. I think they've told what they want to tell Zemo and he's off to the raft and we'll see him again in Thunderbolts or whatever. And so to me, the big stuff that's left is we need to know who the power broker is. And Do we I mean, we? I, we Absolutely. don't know. It's Sharon. It's 1,000%. Sharon. <laughs> but by the way, you have who caught that? <laughs> so good, Rhiannon. So like to me, but yeah, but see, even that one, like th- they need to say the power broker is Sharon, but I mean, it won't be a surprise. So to me, it's really Carly and the remaining super soldiers and what they do with them. But I don't see a whole lot else that's got to get like resolved there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't care if Car- I don't care if Carly and her people, like, I don't care if that doesn't get resolved at all. We know it will. Cause they're building up to a big fight in New York city, but like, I don't care if that doesn't get resolved. I don't care if we, I mean, I'm sure we're, we have a big John Walker reveal coming um yeah that's what i mean this is the first time i think you were talking about sam's captain america suit this is the first time that i have ever been this excited about i want to see what this suit looks like like (laughs) i want to see what mackie looks like in this you know new suit that the wakandans made that 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 will bring him around um and i want to see it in action too yeah yeah i mean i want to see that i'm I'm looking forward to that big fight um or whatever's coming um i mean i kind of want to see bucky resolve with mr nagasaki um well that's that's 10 out of 10 going to happen yeah yeah (laughs) i mean but other than that like i don't care does anybody really care about the power broker sharon carter line you know i mean that that feels like something that probably was supposed to be deeper and now isn't um but yeah, there aren't a lot of, I mean, balls in the air that I care if they get dropped. I think I, we have to have a one-on-one fight between Sam and John. I think that's probably a thing that is still is still on the table. Um, I don't really know like, how it's going to happen, why it's going to happen, and how, how satisfying that is going to be. But it does feel like from the moment it was announced that there was going to be uh, John Walker in the series that was going to involve the struggle over the shield that, you know, the culmination of that will be Sam against John. And I think Walker is not totally done. I think most of his story has been given to us. The real question here is, does it end on a more hopeful note where he somehow gets repentant or does he just go, no, I really am a scumbag. You know, like, I think there's still a little ambiguity, uh, ambiguity about how they're going to to wrap that but um i feel like most of walker's story even is really and we had it he was given the chance to be cap and he proved he wasn't worthy and then he killed a guy and now he's being publicly you know kicked out but you you saw the post-credit scene right right yeah you know where he's building his own shield you know he's it's obviously not over for him yeah Um, all right, a couple other things we want to talk about. Um, they really did do a deeper dive into Isaiah Bradley and his his background, everything that happened with him. Michael, I'm particularly interested. How did you feel all that was handled? Like, was that how did that resonate with you? 
So I I have to admit I was not ready for it. I I had mentioned on on my podcast last night that you know I woke up first thing in the morning and cranked it up and you know at like 6 a.m. I was like, "Whoa, this is heavy." First thing, you know, I was not prepared for the show to just lay out the existential question about uh, A, whether America is ready for a Black Captain America, and B, whether America deserves a Black Captain America. But here we, here it was, putting it in, you know, putting it out there from from Isaiah. And, you know, I had to almost pause the show and say, wow, I have to question everything because he made the case for it. You know, he really... I, it 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 at that point in the in the in the story i you know i felt really heavy feelings of you know uh, historical burdens and what it means to be a black person that loves america in at any point in time but especially right now and you know i i i was happy with where uh the conversation with sam and sarah went in terms of him both acknowledging the truth of everything that Isaiah said. But I thought between that scene and the scene of his nephews playing with the shield later or, or eyeing the shield, that he realized that he's a bridge from the embittered past to the hopeful future. And, and, it, and, and it was even more of a, of an, um, empowering and even more of of an inspiring uh, moment for those of us who have felt that pull of why do you keep uh, pining after a country that hates you you know why do you keep giving yourself up to to this notion of better angels when you over and over again you get show, shown that that they'll that they'll do you dirty um you know i there was there were times in the early episodes that Sam's naivete was was a weakness, but this um, you know positioned him as a more you know a, a more optimistic, a more um, idealistic um, person without without kind of undercutting his blackness, as it were. Yeah, I feel like for a white audience, I think it's it's very tempting to do this foolish thing where sometimes you'll ask like oh well what do black people think about as if like you know that's like a monolithic opinion and i feel like this episode did a really good job of peeling back and going like no there are multiple authentic reasonable ways that different people would be in that situation and feel differently and that Isaiah has a perspective that is to be valued and to be heard. And Sam has a perspective that's valued to be heard. And we don't have to like turn it into one position. That's just the right. position. And I, I felt like that was something that this episode did particularly well. I agree. Rhiannon and Adam, either of you guys have thoughts on the Isaiah Bradley stuff and, and where they took it. That's part of the show. I will admit, um, I stopped watching the show after the Wakandans said that they were taking Baron Zemo to the raft <laughs> because that is the stupidest. No, uh, no world would that have happened. That's purely for Thunderbolts or bringing Zemo back or, or something, because if he got up to Wakanda, he would never leave Wakanda. Um, no, I was just super pissed off about so, that. I don't that totally, you know, I've heard people say that, but I don't totally agree because you have to remember that T'Challa himself had Zemo in his hands at the end of Civil War. 
And T'Challa, A, chose not to kill him very specifically. Mm -hmm. And B, he chose to apparently hand him over to non-Wakandan authorities. So I don't know why the Dora Milaje would reverse the decision that T'Challa made. Does that make sense? Because people let him out of that (laughs) prison? That's that's what I would say. I would say that it's like, we gave you a chance to uh, incarcerate (laughs) him properly, but clearly you Westerners can't keep a multiple time right. terrorist out of custody. So let's, let's, sh- we'll show you how it's done. Like theoretically, mm-hmm. that's that in a, in a world where there are no thunderbolts, they're like, yeah, we're going to uh, take him to Wakanda, lock him up and throw away the key. You'll never see or hear from him again. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it's the end of his story. But because we know that there's more to his story, it, it did seem a little bit gullible on the part of the Dora Milaje to say, let's hand him to, to a place that we know in universe has been broken, that people have been broken out of. And that's the thing. I mean, to me, at least to me, that kind of weakens their their appearance in the whole show. You know, they come on the scene and kick ass all around. And then it's like, man, they're kind of sacrificing that a little bit just for the, the sake of future future storytelling um i get it it's it's whatever it's like that's why ralph boners can end up being quicksilver at some point you know i mean he's ralph boner now but i mean they left it open at some point he can be quicksilver or he can or the power broker or the power broker (laughs) or mephisto or any number of ghost rider you know um so uh, we got to get to this you mentioned mephisto and guest stars and evan peters we got built up a guest star for this one. And to me, they delivered and they delivered in spades. Out of nowhere, Julia Luis Dreyfus shows up as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Um, do you guys feel like they oversold it or did they hit it out of the park? I think they hit it out of the park. I, you know, from the moment, you know, obviously we we we, we kind of touched on it in the last episode, so my ears were a little bit perked up anyway. But when I started hearing footsteps, I was like, "Oh, big things are happening! Big things are happening!" And then I saw uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus's face, and I was like, "Whoa, that's awesome!" <laughs> you know, and she you know hammed it up for you know a good like three minutes, three and a half minutes and let us know that we're going to be seeing a lot more of her. And, you know, in a way it was a, it was a post credit scene right there in the middle of the show. And I am all for it. And then I heard later that she was supposed to be in black widow. So we, we might get her in black widow. All, all of a sudden my interest in black widow goes up. Um, yeah. I think yeah. it was a whole run. Yeah. I liked it. I was excited. It was good. I mean, and there again, so do you see that as a storyline that's going to like, do, do you think we'll see her again at all in the next episode? Uh, not next episode, but she's back. Yeah. Uh, Vanity Fair says she has a huge role in the future of the MCU. Yeah, I would say yeah. she's going to be in Black Widow. She's going to be in She-Hulk. Um, maybe she'll be in Hawkeye. Hawkeye? Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to make guesses. I think really what this is, she is evil Nick Fury and yes. she is going around collecting people for her, her dark Avengers team. Awesome. What about this? The dark Avengers. What about this? Walker Val and... gets, uh, Val gets Agatha. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
We were we were talking about this in the, the work Slack the other night. So is she the one doing Thunderbolts, or is she doing Dark Avengers and Thunderbolts doing Thunderbolts, or someone else is doing Thunderbolts? I hope she's the one doing Thunderbolts. Because I mean, does it is Agatha going to be th- who who is a Thunderbolt? I mean, it would be excellent if they took one person because that's is what we were talking about. If they took like the villain of or at least one person from every show, you know, I mean, Agatha could work but i mean then you have walker you have someone like clown uh red dagger you know i mean it could potentially work one of the many lokis that are going to show up it's certainly a non-traditional thunderbolts well i wasn't necessarily thinking of her just as like just doing the thunderbolts i was thinking of her in the same way that nick fury has fingers in every pie so to speak you know that that on the other side you now have the Contessa doing the same thing on the on the villainous side. Mm-hmm. So she could just be stirring things up. Um it's, I mean it is going to be interesting as as the MCU goes on to see I mean we talk continuity and Caleb is is the you know continuity stand number one about the single <laughs> continuity, but it it is going to get to some point where something breaks or something doesn't match up with something because you're telling me there's someone here forming a team when uh nick fury's still out there and there's this grc is the grc like a, a public or a private thing we still don't we really still know. don't know we still don't know because I, I mean they're I passing the the, what's the patch act out. is that a law like what's what's the patch act? is it i mean certainly there's more than one nation involved in the grc so is this like the new world order or something it's just like sokovia accords it's like uh you know that was a un suggestion what's the what is the sokovia accords that's not an actual can the un does the un have laws so but they have model they have model legislation that they can draft and give to other countries to pass so i mean if we believe that the grc is a private ish institution that has a lot of governmental pull then they can, you know, basically marshal all the political forces that are happening in these different countries and say, all you need to do is pass what we've what we've been calling the Patch Act gotcha. in all in all these member states, and and then it becomes it becomes different laws in different places according to whatever their their systems are. But the the idea is this is what the law would look like, and this is what would what would come with supporting the act. You'd get you give us some authority by passing the patch act in your, in your country. And if you want that help from the GRC, then you need to pass the patch act to do it. Yeah. But I think we also are forgetting that this universe is just different than ours too. They had a world council that had jurisdiction to drop a nuclear bomb on New York. There is a degree of authority and government power of international UN type bodies in this world that is beyond what anything would happen in our world. And so I think it's also possible GRC can make international law that all countries have to obey. Like, I just think that might be part of the fabric of the universe. I'm really interested when we talk about Thunderbolts and dark Avengers in that to me, there's like three distinct things they could do. Like I've thought way too much about this today, but like, Mm-hmm. You could have a dark Avengers that's like bad guys who dress up like Avengers, which is kind of what that run was. Yeah. Or you kind of have, like what the Thunderbolts w- were initially. 
Well, so to me, those are different though, because Dark okay. Avengers is like you get somebody who's an expert marksman and you put them in a Hawkeye suit. Oh, I see. You see Whereas, pretending to be the right. Avengers. Exactly. Okay. Then you have, which is a little bit, it's not exactly, but it's kind of what John Walker did in this show. You put him in a cap suit with the cap shield and he took up a mantle that people trust. Right. But everybody knew he was still a different a guy, different person. Right. In Captain America guys. Right. I mean, the, you know, the, he was playing the role of Captain America, but not pretending to be Captain America. Yeah. And to me, that's twiddle the twiddle down. But like idea one is it can be legacy characters or it can be, you know, masquerading as other characters. But like you try to sell the public. Oh, here is Cap and here is Hawkeye and here is Black Widow. The second thing is Thunderbolts, where you're still selling it to the public, but you give them all brand new personas. Oh, mm-hmm. hey, here's Citizen V. Here's, you know, Mach 10 or whatever that guy's name was like. That's the second option. And then the third thing that people sometimes mean when they say Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers is basically Suicide Squad. Here's villains that the public isn't even aware of that we're sending off to do top secret missions and messing stuff up. And I feel like that first option is kind of off the board now. Like John Walker has ruined any hope of the world accepting him as Captain America. And so he's either going to have to dress up as a new character and people don't know who he is or he's going to have to be on a clandestine kind of government secret team, so to speak. So I, I would posit the fourth option, which is kind of a mix of two and three, where it's not suicide squad in the sense of, you know, they're being compelled to to work um, on these secret missions, but it's sold to the public as their reformed uh, okay. villains, that they're somehow, um, you know, that's a pro there's a program essentially where you know they it's work release if essentially you know and yeah. and they give them they they still give them new personas but they give them this personas as the idea that hey we believe in rehabilitation we believe that these people can can be um you know that their powers can be used for good and that they they buy into it as well or at least that would be the cover story well and it's interesting because if you use walker and you use zemo and you use um uh, Emil Blonsky like these are all military people and mm-hmm. so you can sort of say like oh they're they're soldiers and sometimes war gets messy and you know like some of those euphemisms we use for why people do terrible things in certain contexts right know? any other thoughts about future of this stuff or anything else about this show I, I, well, I feel well, like Kate, we didn't Kate, talk about I liked, it I mean of those options what are your favorites like in 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 those um in order, I guess, like what would yeah. you prefer? So I think, I think I'm more and more interested in just a morally ambiguous team. Something that's like later Thunderbolts, like when they had Punisher and Elektra on the Thunderbolts. I'm mm-hmm. fascinated in like, hey, U.S. agent and Abomination and uh, Agatha and maybe the new Black Widow, you know, Belova. We can't really trust these people, but we've got jobs that Sam and Bucky are too moral to do. And so let's send them out. And what I think would be really, I mean, if we're just saying what we'd like, I would love a young Avengers versus a dark Avengers kind of movie where mm-hmm. there's a grown up government team that's getting their hands dirty and really breaking rules. And then you have like a younger, um, like Gen Z team, almost like champions. It's like, no, this isn't right. And they stand up for what's moral, but they have less experience with their powers than the dark mm. Avengers. I and I think that's that fascinating. Yeah. 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 
I mean, I was up up until what you said. I I actually thought of the Thunderbolts, the the masquerading idea as my favorite, in in part because there's not an Avengers, so people would be eager for like the next big thing. So you could sell them a package of these new heroes doing, you know, yeah, doing things a little bit differently than the Avengers did, but still ostensibly heroes. And, um, you know, their identities are kept secret, um, classified if you were, you know, as it were. And, and, but you could still build to that thing where the young Avengers, um, try to take down the Thunderbolts once they, once they realize that they're, you know, not actually heroes. Yeah. What I always hated about the Thunderbolt thing, just out of necessity, is you can't surprise the audience. So you can't be like, here's our new Thunderbolts movie. Oh, who's in it? Um, D- Daniel Brohl and Wyatt <laughs> Russell and uh, Catherine Hahn. And oh, that sounds a lot like a lot of villains that are in your movies. You know, like you can't, I don't know. Right. All right. We do have to wrap, I think. Um, uh, Adam, Rhiannon, do you guys have anything else? I know we were talking a lot about Thunderbolts. Any other thoughts? On oh man, I, I, it would be nice if we had a trailer to talk about this time next week. Maybe I don't know. Oh, I'm I'm seeing rumblings. It makes me think maybe that'll happen. Maybe who knows? It's it's hard to say around these parts, you know. Maybe some She-Hulk casting news. Ha! Huh. Huh, that'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? I can't wait. I think Adam was more elliptically referring to possibly getting a Shang-Chi trailer this week, but no, I didn't say Shang-Chi. I'm just saying maybe a new Suicide Squad trailer. Any, oh, any yeah. trailer at all. Because <laughs> like we talk about Suicide Squad here. Do we, do we, do we get in trouble? If you say something super elliptical and John I read between the line four. with my assumptions, I can't get you in trouble with my assumptions, right? I'll pass the lawsuit off to you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't care getting served, but I have your address. So let's go straight to your house. I mean, that's funny. No, I I honestly do think we'll probably will get something. No, and I good thing is I don't know if we are or not. So that's not a uh thing. Really? Just have well, I believe we I that said... legitimately. Like anybody that thinks we were talking about like stuff that Adam like Adam tells us stuff is gonna happen all the time that we don't talk about here, and it never happens. <laughs> Pretty much. Fair. So Adam, you did <laughs> you did know about Louis Dreyfus a little bit yes. ahead, right? So, yeah, so I didn't have the shock. That was a very, I can't believe that didn't get out. Um, but yeah, it's Charles like Murphy seeing, says he had it for the last 10 months or so. So uh, that's like seeing Cap wield Mjolnir, you know, two weeks ahead of time. And it's like, well, that sucks, but what are you going to yeah. do? Well, if you listen to our podcast, Adam, I didn't tell you I did this. Last week, you dropped that it might be a woman. And yep. then you got kind of squirrely. Like, I don't know if you were allowed to say that. So I just bleeped out the word woman. So oh, our podcast list. Yeah. So po- oh, pa- nice. podcast listeners were probably like, what? And then, uh, so yeah. Yeah. I just told all my friends he dropped the slur. It's fine. <laughs> it is, I mean, it's par for the course around here. I guess, you know? Just another typical Iowan. That's uh, funny. <laughs> all right um cool guys i think that'll do it uh thank you so much if you send us stuff through the mailbag and email and all that and tweets uh we're just not we're gonna hit it up today we've uh we, we've got some folks that got to go some places so uh thanks for listening to the show we really appreciate it next week i assume we will be talking again i don't know if it'll be all four of us or just three of us but uh we'll talk through falcon and winter soldier and then we'll uh i don't know it'll be it'll be it it'll be it it'll be done and then we'll have to wait until Modoc comes out i guess so yeah, uh, thanks for so listening I to the probably, 
I probably won't be here next week, guys. I mm. we um we have sixty eight hundred people to vaccinate next Saturday, so I'll. Uh, I was I so hyped to get my get my shot on Friday, and they said, "Nope, if you get it, you'll grow two more legs." So I said, "Okay, I can't get." Actually, they told me I couldn't get it. Is what they said. Yeah, because yeah. you want you were going to take two shots so that you can get four more legs. I was at the <laughs> yeah. end. Um, I said, "You know what? If you if you have to like stick it in my eyeballs for like." easier or whatever just do it but dude like we legit now have to ask everybody have you had any other vaccines like you can't do the cocktail folks i saw that oh. one dude got superpowers because it yeah <laughs> yeah that thing on twitter i saw that too that was awesome yeah. oh my god like first everybody was gonna be lizard people now people think they're going to superpowers everyone you know, thinks it's wolverine anthology series and it's just someone who got two of the wrong vaccines you know <laughs> The John Walker thing is right there. Just just put a poster of him holding holding the shield up and say, "This could be you." Don't take the the cocktail. <laughs> for real. All right. Thanks for listening to the show, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.